Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Thursday, April 30th. This is the Producers Happy Hour, a daily podcast with two producers on opposite coasts reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how the pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. It's important for us to keep hearing and sharing our experiences and ideas. Your stories let us know that we're not alone. I... I know that I feel alone sometimes, and <laughs> Lawrence does too, and I and yeah. know that it helps us so much to hear what you're up to out there. It does. So please email us, or better yet, record a one- to two-minute voice memo and send it to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. And please share this show with your family, friends, colleagues, enemies, frenemies, <laughs> roommates, next door neighbors. We want these stories to be heard. They're they're human. <laughs> and we all are humans. And they help. Even if they're not in the industry, I believe they can relate. Absolutely. Christian, today we are speaking with, we're having a little lighthearted feel-good show today. Because I, I think we all need it, right? <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and yes, I really <laughs> and Christian Kendrick, yes, and yes, and I um I know that the song is so beautiful, and um our conversation with her is just it's so touching and lovely. Um, yeah, I wish I could live in the world that she created. Yes, every day, every day. So her name is Jasmine Ash. Her song is called Same Sun. And she's a writer, singer-songwriter, artist, and she writes for a lot of pop stars. She's got a lot of songs that are placed in commercials and TV shows. And she made this lovely little video with her husband here in Silver Lake. They just went around, played the song, and let people dance to the song inside their own homes and filmed them. And it's so simple. And it's just this little nugget of happiness that we just want to share with you because... It made us smile and, you know, bounce along. <laughs> yeah. And we thought it, it would do the same for you. And at the end of this episode, we're going to play that song so you can hear it. But go check out the video. Google it. Jasmine Ash, Same Sun. It's adorable. All right, Christian, it's Thursday. I hear some wavering in your voice. What's going on? How are you? Mm. So, um, you know, I think, I, did we talk about it? My, um, I had to take um, my older cat to the emergency vet on Sunday. Oh, because of a, yes. he swallowed something. There's something metallic in his, possibly his colon. So we thought that it did move through his body and that he would just eventually, you know, poop it out. So it's been a couple of mm -hmm. days of searching some cat shit for metallic things in my litter box, too, because he just stopped Lovely. eating. Right. And so I just dropped him back off at the vet because he's not getting better. So I'm a little bit wavery today. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. But I also think to myself, too, and this is, I know, Sounds a little harsh, but I don't have five to seven thousand dollars to pay for cat surgery. <laughs> I, I just don't, and so I'm a little worried. And I just wish that you know we could just you know squeeze it real hard and push it out. <laughs> 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 but that's not how it works. So I'm a, I'm a little off today, everyone. So oh. our happy show is um, again. You know we have the best intention. I feel like that's my quarantine is every day getting up with the best intentions to be, you know, try to, you know, set off with a positive outlook and then you just get crushed by something. And mm -hmm. I, I no longer, I don't have any expectations anymore because of being here six and a half weeks. I have no expectations of what I should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But again, I want to be that positive person that I think that I am. 
And I've even caught myself in the last couple of days when somebody randomly out of the blue calls and they're like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. And that was before <laughs> and I'm not, <laughs> and I don't know yeah. why I'm reverting right. to that behavior, <laughs> but I, right. I guess I really want to, right? Yeah. We I all just want to. guess I really want to, and I'm not, uh, I'm not willing to fake it till I make it right now. No, no. And we have to give ourselves permission to, to. Not have to, to not fake it be that way right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so I'm having a little bit of trouble. But that said, I've had I had lunch, which was ice cream, and that is very good. Glad you did that. <laughs> and, I t- and I turned down the volume on the the television and just kind of watched Governor Cuomo do his thing, but not listened to him. So I could imagine he was saying lovely things to me, which good. in turn, well, apparently we have partnered with Mayor Bloomberg. And his money right. to start fixing New York, which That's I'm exciting. excited about. Mm-hmm. How are you, Lawrence? <laughs> top that, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I can't top that. You stole the show there. Um, no. I'm very sorry oh. about your cat. And I know that's a really tough thing to go through, especially when if it's a money thing and you can't afford the solution to make that little loving creature better. It's really hard. I've been through it. So my heart I mean, to you. He's, he's also 16. He's 16. Mm-hmm. He has lived yeah. a fantastic life. He was a street cat. So, um, you know, there's that. And as we discuss, and you guys will get it later, there's a little sneak peek. Jasmine has a dog. And the dog apparently is, <laughs> suffers from a bit of, you know, social anxiety. So the dog is like so fucking excited. And that's kind of, Sid had changed his behaviors to being at home, us being mm. at home. Right. Right. And so having that, you know, and then not having that for last, you know, week or so has just been, I just just got into used to his routine that is not happening right now. So let's just all cross our fingers and send the good vibes. And hopefully it's just, you know, medication, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So again, Lawrence, how are you? (laughs) Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I'm a bit numb right now, lost in all the different versions of the economy restarting, all the different versions of testing, all the different versions of film production gearing up, Right. which after all of our conversations, I still don't know what it's going to look like. I just, I can't imagine it happening. Like, people are talking. I think that they're just excited. They are. They are. And I'm I'm sure people are putting people on hold. I mean, The Voice is going back. They're starting to shoot again, The Voice. I think it is being oh. done remote. Yeah, I think it's being done remotely, but... That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what's happening. So they're gearing up. They're, they're prepping right now. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know what to think and the responsibility on us producers to ensure the health and safety of the crew is a whole new set of responsibilities that make me very nervous. So that's all. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Lawrence. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous because I do think that there are talks of certain states, just like there are talks of certain countries throughout the world who are ready, quote unquote. But Mm -hmm. again, you know, Wuhan, they opened up and now they're having the problems again. We're seeing Germany. We're seeing, you know, like in 10 days, like I think that we should all just take a deep breath and wait 10 to 15 days to see how Georgia, Florida, you know, Nevada, those places do, Texas, yeah. before we start, you know, sending people out into the asking people or offering them money to go right. out and work. 
that money that they need. And it's, uh, again, a privilege to say, to wait. It's an absolute privilege to say, please wait. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we get that. Do you want to wait or do you want to die? Yeah. I really do feel like those are your choices right now because we don't know a ton. Right. Well, I had seen Anna Wintour, who is of Vogue, Mm -hmm. you know, having a conversation with Naomi Campbell about how, you know, everyone just needs to slow the roll a minute, which I thought was very interesting. And again, it comes from a place of money. Yeah. And celebrity, it all comes from a place of money. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, they're just, you know, telling fashion designers, quote unquote, to slow your role because we're not ready yet. And like, I understand that this is everyone's livelihood. But again, it's time to hopefully we're, we're doing the work right now to rethink and restructure how we value ourselves and Mm -hmm. society and other humans. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take the time. There's still so much to learn and our testing's not there yet. And that's, you know, you can't, you can't oh, measure testing. something. Do we really need that? Uh, <laughs> you, you can't measure something if you can't test it. So that is a big, right. that right. is a big uh, thing that needs to be solved before there really yeah. is true safety and going back to work. It seems that a lot of the motivation um, behind states opening up is to get people off of unemployment insurance. Yes. And yeah, so I saw a post I wanted to read about that. Mm-hmm. And so if you refuse to go back to work, then you will be denied your unemployment claims. Mm-hmm. And that's why Georgia and all these states are opening up early. And I think that's just diabolical because people obviously need to work, but they obviously need the unemployment, which, again, I haven't seen any of yet. Have you, Lawrence? You have. Yes, you have. Yes, I got a little credit card for my first two weeks of unemployment. Do not use that. No, I need to work on getting that. Just withdraw the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But I checked this morning. I've not gotten anything from the EIDL, PPP, Mm -hmm. or the stimulus check. So none of that. None of that's happened, of course. And, you know, I probably should be a little more proactive and be hunting that down. But. It just feels like it's it's, uh, it's a little defeating. Right? I know it's it's interesting because I do feel eventually I will get it. I just need to be patient, but I also feel that anytime I call anywhere for anything, I'm I cannot get through. So mm-hmm. again, that's a. I guess if I had a family and I was dependent on that money to be able to feed them, I would be on it more. And again, so. And I'm not. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm using my savings instead. (laughs) So here's that thing that I saw that was posted by a restaurant owner in Georgia. And this is what you were referring to, Christian. Mm -hmm. And this could apply to any city. So I'll read it as such. It's not a stupid move on the mayor governor's part. It's very calculated. Here's the deal. Government officials mandate restaurants reopen, whether they reopen their dining rooms or not. They file for business interruption insurance. It doesn't go through since I'm allowed to operate at full capacity. My landlord can demand all their money since I'm allowed to operate fully. Furloughed staff that is collecting unemployment insurance have to come back to work or I have to let them go. Mm -hmm. Their unemployment insurance then goes on my tab, which I'm not sure how unemployment works in Georgia. Business owners don't pay the unemployment. They pay the fringes on your payroll. Mm -hmm. So those fringes could go up. 
Uh, and I think that's what they mean. Oh, I see what that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They don't. Your your former owner doesn't pay you directly your unemployment. Right. Yeah, it comes from a fund that mm-hmm. they've paid into and you've paid into mm-hmm. equal parts. So I think that's what they mean that their unemployment insurance will go up if things blow up again in terms of viral outbreak. They are still on my tab and not the states since they are no longer employed. Guys, this is right. about screwing the working class and the small businesses, not about helping us out. Uh yeah, and. That is the fear, too, in the big meat packing farms. Yes. Uh. You know, I did ha- do have to say I heard an interesting response, and I, and I pointed this out to Christopher yesterday. I said, you know, what was it? Tyson Foods is threatening mm-hmm. that there's going to be a, a meat shortage very soon on our shelves, grocery store shelves. However, I've heard a counter argument to that, and that, that was a very calculated statement at the mm-hmm. time to instill a little bit of fear and to get the administration They're thinking it sounds like it's code to the White House to use their Emergency Production Act to command them to continue operations, which keeps that plant going and keeps them working. And it could loosen the restrictions that they are required to be able to operate under. That's all theory. So don't don't uh, take my word on that. But it just seems like a, a little bit of a scare tactic from from some of those meat producers. Right. And whether it's a scare tactic or whether it's the truth, either way, what's going to happen to the workers is they're either going to be forced to work in unsafe conditions or they're going to be laid off and not be able to have unemployment. Unemployment. Either exactly. way, they're going to be screwed. It's a tough one. Gavin Newsom's coming under some criticism. Oh, yeah. Over here. Over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Advocates for seniors and disabled people blasted Gavin Newsom's administration last week for advising hospitals to prioritize younger people with greater life expectancy for care during the coronavirus outbreak. I've heard this before. I've heard it from other, maybe it was all in theoretical, but he actually gave the order. So that's uh, not great. Later, that order was rescinded. Mm. And all that was left was a statement saying California's commitment to prohibiting discrimination and promising that the administration would revise what had been previously labeled as the final recommendations to ensure that they reflect our values as a state. So his recent waffling on this thing is bringing back some of the criticism that he had in the beginning of his term. So he's a little bit under fire there. I think everyone's a watchdog right now. Everyone wants to yeah. make sure everyone's doing the right thing. So, of course, he's he's going to get criticized. Yeah. Like a lot of governors are getting criticized. Everybody has time to sit at home Everybody and be has time. the watchdog. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Just like, uh, you know, and just like Mayor de Blasio absolutely deserved everything that he got <laughs> mm-hmm. for tweeting about the Jewish community. I do think, yeah. though, that if he would have had, you know, no, no defense of him whatsoever, I do think that if he would have taken a deep breath and thought for five more minutes before he sent it, <laughs> it would have yeah. been okay, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're all kind of heated right now, for sure. Yeah. One more thing before we get to our interview. I saw an article somebody wrote on Medium, Jim Cummings, who is a Sundance and South by Southwest winning filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He wrote this article called Hollywood versus the Virus. I think it's a little bit of an extreme view, but it is stating how we are not even close to be ready to set foot on set. <laughs> Which we know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it starts off with some facts. Coronavirus is extremely contagious and the mortality rate is between 1% to 4%. Surviving the virus does not prevent the possibility of reinfection. Right. A vaccine or new medical treatment that would drastically limit the mortality rate would be the only ethical way to return to populated workspaces, such as ours, such as film production. Mm-hmm. Any ethical job sites would have to require every employee and person they engage with 
to be vaccinated or tested and quarantined right. on site. So, right. So if we're talking about people have to be quarantined for two weeks before they start a, even a commercial here in their hometown, what about the rest of their family? Yep. The fastest vaccine ever created was for the mumps in 1948, and it took four years to manufacture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fastest projection of a vaccine being distributed to 300 million Americans is two years. Yes. So a lot of facts. And then he goes on to talk about how the fact that film sets are Petri dishes. We use buffet-style oh, so dining. Mm-hmm. We work in spaces with shared air conditioning. And as we know, air conditioning helps spread the virus. And unlike a lot of industries, we require people to be jammed together to shoot something. And when you have a whole group together, we know we call them their set colds. They're set colds, right? Yeah. They go around. Yeah. We all get one. Especially on and films. Ugh. So it's it's kind of a known entity. And then there's all these questions about insurance, right? If yeah. a company organizes a production and someone catches the virus on set and passes it to a relative, this is what I was saying in a previous podcast, if somebody gives it to a relative, not even anyone involved in the film, now you've opened up the film and the studio to all kinds of lawsuits. So he's echoing this concept that I had a while ago. Because even if the crew signs contract waiving their health and safety, which nobody should be signing those contracts, um, it would not prevent a lawsuit from one of the families that it was transmitted to. So it's a great article. He goes on to talk about our audience is going to go back to theaters. If not, blockbuster movies aren't going to make the kind of money they make. And then he's predicting that there is going to be some kind of ageism when people are looking to hire, you know, somebody on set. And it's like, are you going to hire the... The 50 plus guy, or are you going to hire the 30 year old? That's a tough one because honestly, in this country, it's it affects. I, I hear the ageism thing, but that would be crazy because it's been affecting 30 to 40 year olds by stroke. Yeah, true. But I think maybe for the less informed, right. the less informed would be like there could be some ageism bias. Yeah. Well, just so everyone knows out there, it affects men more than it does women. So <laughs> that could be a big push to have a gender yeah. bias going on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not that I'm for that. So just throwing that, it out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jim Cummings' article in Medium. You can search for it, Hollywood versus the virus. I'll throw it in the show notes so you can read it. But no. it's interesting. It is extreme on its opinion. But hey, he's not wrong on the facts. Right. I know. And I think that the, uh, again, ants in the pants that we've been talking about, especially this week the, and the, the end of last week, has started to receive not backlash, but just the counterpoints, which I'm interested in starting to see. The counterpoints being, no, we're not ready or no, people aren't ready. People themselves will stay home. Yes. And the quality of crew that you're going to get is either A, professional and desperate (laughs) or be unprofessional and don't care and desperate. So, or, or inexperienced or, you know, I just, I don't know what the set will look like, but I do know that if I had a job right now that I have quite a few people who would do it because I asked them to, and I don't think that I'm ready for that kind of pressure. Yeah, exactly. Whether the company was good or not, it's our relationships as producers and production managers with the crew, how a lot of them are hired. Yeah. Obviously yeah. their own, you know, based on their own reputation as well. Yeah. If you vouch for a company saying that they're doing all the right things, then a crew member is going to come along and say, okay. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a ball of wax, man. <laughs> it's a big old ball of wax. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's, it's time for some positivity. Let's get on to our sweet little interview with Jasmine Ash, yeah? Yes, Miss Ash. But first, go to take action, please. Today is uh, April 30th. Tomorrow is May 1st. Hit us up. We'd love to know who's paying rent tomorrow and who isn't. So please do that. Donate blood, you know, donate your laptop. There's all kinds of sign the petitions. There's all kinds of take actions that you can do. And we've consolidated them into a nice little uh, page for you to take a look at. Yes. Please take a look at that. Website is producershappyhour.com. Hit the tab, take action. It's all there for you. And if you have anything you want to add to it, please contribute. Send it to us. And if you want to be a part of our crew safety roundtables, which we're going to start doing next week, email us. We'd love to have your voice and represent your thoughts and your concerns. Producershappyhour at gmail.com. All right. So this is going to be a treat. We're going to play the actual song at the end of the episode, but you can Google it. If you Google Jasmine Ash, some son, you'll get the video. It's the sweetest little video that her husband made. So it's exciting. Jasmine Ash is an artist and singer-songwriter living in Los Angeles, California, by way of Portland, Oregon. Over the past six years, her music has achieved impressive success, being featured in many hit TV shows, and she has collaborated with a long list of musical artists. But her new song, Same Son, was written with her co-writers, Rich Jacks and Daniel Pashman, before the COVID-19 pandemic turned our lives upside down. Once the pandemic took hold, she knew it was the right time to release the song. Then her and her filmmaker husband, Brendan Walter, reached out to her neighbors via the app next door to see if they would be willing to be filmed from the street as they danced in their own homes to her song. The result is a heartwarming slice of Silver Lake happiness that shows how our lives and neighborhoods are connecting in new ways. Let's take a listen. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. First things first, how are you doing? How is your family doing? Let's start there. We're good. Thank you. Fortunately, you know, we're all very lucky. Everyone's healthy and quarantined and albeit maybe a little bored sometimes, my parents. <laughs> Not us. My parents are like, I want to go outside. Don't do it. My in-laws keep sneaking to this. They're in their late 70s. They keep sneaking to the store and we know they're doing it because we're like, did you go out today? And they're like, no. And then 10 minutes later, you know, when I was out today and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> exactly. So, well, it's good to hear. And you're yeah. in Silver Lake in the Los Angeles Silver Lake area. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, uh, obviously, your musician and you had this song, Same Song written before the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. So give us a little bit about the inspiration behind that song and what was happening in your life up until everything started to kind of shut down. Well, I spent a long amount of years not releasing music as an artist under my own name or with my own voice. And then a couple of events happened to inspire me to start writing again for myself. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make an EP and I had... <laughs> I had a guy, I don't remember exactly what the conversation led up to, but I had a guy <laughs> tell me that I couldn't help who I was and that I should just embrace that I'm an optimistic, inspiring person. I and that. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm so badass. I'm so tough. <laughs> what are you talking about? But then, but then really it was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of tend to be an optimist and to mm -hmm. want to write that kind of stuff for myself. So I made an EP and that song was part of the EP and I was just couldn't release it. I don't know. 
at the time I was just like, maybe it's kind of a fear thing. And I'm used to hiding behind other artists. And I don't know if I, what if people don't like it? You know, all the things that you think. As an artist? As an artist. All, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. all the ups and downs that you, that you have as an artist. And it just became sort of easier to not put it out and ignore it. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, this is the song that people will need or something like just to kind of have a little bit of a breath of getting away from just kind of the dark reality that is a little bit our lives right now. And I said, screw it. I'm just, let's put it out. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, What else am I literally doing? I have no kidding. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, so the, oh, I, I get that part too. So the video is great. Thank you. It's fantastic. And I recognize, you know, even though I'm in Brooklyn, I I work in LA a ton. So I recognize some of the places too. They look very familiar, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. So how did that go down? So I decided I was going to put out the song. And my husband is a a director. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just like amazing, talented person where you're you meet him and he's good at everything and it's very annoying. One of those kind of people. <laughs> super annoying. And we had talked about a couple of different ideas for this particular song. Because I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to release it at some point. We had these other ideas that were complex and might cost some money. And like, right. then the pandemic happened and it was not an option. None of that was an option anymore. And so we just, I can't even remember if it was him or if it was me, but it was right around, it was right before everyone kind of started needing to wear the mask. So Mm -hmm. three weeks ago, maybe. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we thought, let's, why don't we try something? It's just me and you. Everyone's Mm -hmm. at home. Let's get them to walk around and dance and like be authentic to this song. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea if, anybody would respond. I put an ad out on next door. I reached out to some friends that right. I thought might be into it. A lot of people said no. A lot of people said no. I, yeah, of course, a lot of people said no. But a lot of people said yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that yeah. they're doing their own like, uh, they're doing their own pandemic, right? Yes. <laughs> well, did you did you know the people or they responded to your ad? About half of the people were are strangers were strangers. I love that. And I mean, the response actually on next door was amazing. Another cool thing was when we were out, it's just me and my husband with his camera and on a tripod and just me and a mask. And we're like- And your dog. And, and, and your dog. And, yeah, Lewis can't be home alone. So he has to come everywhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I bet he loves this non-separation anxiety that he's been feeling for six weeks. The time of his life. He is just <laughs> so stoked. So we had actually a couple of people from across the street who were like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, we're just a music video. Do you want to be in it? Yes. And so <laughs> other people in the neighborhood, we ended up going going to their house, getting their number and going to their house and doing the Amazing. thing. Yeah. It was quite an emotional process for me. Like mm. I didn't totally realize it until now or the few days ago where I was like, wow, that that was really emotional because of yeah. the reality of seeing people in their home, like 
obeying these quarantine right. mm-hmm. laws and and some of them feeling really stressed and and scared and having mm-hmm. conversations with strangers like that you know i'm so glad we did it i mean i'm so glad we did it yeah I saw it on Facebook and, you know, in one of the Los Feliz Silver Lake groups. And I've been in this neighborhood for a a very long time. And so it just, it really warmed my heart because it's a small slice of, I think, what's happening in a lot Mm -hmm. of neighborhoods all around the world that our worlds had just instantly got very, very small. Yeah. And now, you know, it's like, okay, now you're just looking around on your street and that that this is our world now is our Mm -hmm. little homes, our little street, our little neighborhood. And we're, you know, hopefully concerned that everyone is doing well, looking out for each other in new ways, even if we don't even really know our neighbors. I know. Which like like you said, a lot of these came through next door. So you didn't you didn't didn't know many of them. Yeah. But now do you feel like your neighborhood has shifted in new and interesting ways? Are you Oh man, it's so cool. I mean I have a lot of these people's phone numbers now because I had to <laughs> coordinate, you know, like yeah. scheduling Schedules, your quarantine friends. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly too, like I didn't know I mean, you never know how people are gonna respond when they see something they think mm-hmm. is happening and they see it and it's a totally different thing. And right. I I didn't know if anyone was gonna write back and be like, Don't put me on that. Like I didn't say yes right. to this, you know. But mm-hmm. just having people respond with, wow, I had a really hard day and that brought me so much joy and I'm going to share it with my mother and these people and it's going to bring them joy too. I mean, having that connection with outside people, that's not my immediate dog and husband Mm -hmm. is so important. It's been important for me to have have that Mm -hmm. human connection that like, I didn't know I would feel that way after just doing yeah. something that wasn't even that big of a, it was easy. It was really easy. It was 10 minutes at everybody's place, maybe 15 minutes, you know. That's the thing that's so cool about it is the simplicity of it. Yeah. And the simplicity is a daily simplicity that we walk by and ignore yeah. every day yeah. up yeah. until now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now we're just focused, turning our eyes and focusing on it and looking at the beauty that is right in front of our faces Absolutely. every second. And it, what a silver lining. I mean, what a positive thing to come out of something that none of us could have mm-hmm. ever anticipated. Yeah. An unprecedented time for every single human being just to and have. We're all feeling the same way. And we're basically. all feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same similar circumstance that feels crazy. And, you know, I know that you say that you, it was something easy that you did. And it, yes, it, it is simplistic but it wasn't easy for you guys to like leave your house and right. to contact strangers and to do all those things i think yeah. it takes a lot to 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 make that happen yeah because you're not only relying on yourselves you're relying on people that you don't know yeah no that's that's it, true it was, that's yeah that's i think good. you did a lot as a musician and as a performer do you perform live or had you performed live no. you're not a live performer no no okay. I have never all right actually <laughs> <laughs> come on and I think, you're great no i um i was in a band and we played and we toured and we had great success and it was super fun and then got into somehow writing for other artists i mean i know how i just got a couple of songs cut by other artists and i was like you can do that that's so exciting right. so i've spent like the last 8 years 
writing for others. And just last year, started putting out a couple of songs under my own name and with my own voice and haven't played a show yet. I might. I've been threatening. I don't know. It makes me really nervous. That fear thing that has been a big part in why I haven't Mm-hmm. I haven't really pursued my own thing. Well, somehow, once the pandemic hit, the fear seemed to dissipate yeah. and allowed you to put yourself mm-hmm. out and create this sweet, honest, emotional little video. Mm-hmm. And you put it out there to the world. So I think that fear has no basis. <laughs> and I think you <laughs> need to charm us all with your voice because it's a, lo- it's a lovely oh, message. Oh, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Really yes. So because of that, you know, the video brought us a little bit of hope and joy. And that's something, you know, we're two producers. We work in film production and commercial advertising and all that kind of stuff. And the yeah. future is murky. Yeah. The future is murky. For and mm-hmm. so, you know, our show gets bogged down a lot of unhappy details and, and the technicalities Anxiety. of what life, mm-hmm. what life looks like coming out of this. Mm-hmm. So for you as an artist, do you feel that this pandemic, this this episode, changes your view as an artist and maybe shifts your creative lens in any way? Gosh, I mean, yeah. I mean, my daily life has totally changed. I spent five days a week in a studio with other people. I mean, that's the way I make my money. You know, that's what I have built my career on. So what does that look like? And can we navigate? And I I kind of feel (laughs) like this is happening and Mm -hmm. we will find a way. I mean, we will find a way and it will shift and it will look different, Mm -hmm. but nothing is permanent. Nothing. It's sort of up to the individual self to go with that flow and be open to new ways of what you think is your own reality. So um, along those lines, would you have any advice for creative folks out there? (laughs) I think like the biggest thing that I have learned for myself is that being okay with being in your feelings and not to force anything, not to force that I have to do this I have to be creative. I have to be productive. That I just feel like you can burn out and it's not. It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. And pressure is. Yeah. yeah. Like we were saying, I mean, this is all so unprecedented. None of us Mm -hmm. have any idea how to navigate through something like this. Right. And then also to your point to um, understand that it may not look like it the way it did before, but we'll certainly work towards a way to make it happen. Yeah. Humans are incredible. We <laughs> will persevere. It's yeah. kind of not up to us to know exactly how, just that to trust that. I trust that right. we're all in this together. We'll see our way through. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then some days I want to drink a bottle of wine and just go to bed at <laughs> oh. So Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us yeah. and chatting with us yeah, about, about your great. film. It's yeah. a really sweet, sweet thing, and it means so much to me being being a neighbor. Um, before you go, we want to ask you one more question, and it, it can be as easy or as complicated as you want it to be. What is the <laughs> one thing you're looking forward to once we're all allowed to kind of be around each other again? And that could be something as simple as your favorite flavor of ice cream or right. world peace. What, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Such man. a range you got there. <laughs> wow. I have so many ideas. I mean, I have so many things I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and being in the community in Um, the world as long as it's safe and it's a good time to be able to do that. I really miss human connection. and, And I also am looking forward to hopefully sustaining sort of the kindness and generosity of strangers that 
I experienced with this making this video. I mean, I, I hope that yeah. that is here to stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so refreshing for sure. Yeah. Because even, um, uh, I will go so far as to say, I even miss standing in line for a Silver Lake brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of your favorite thing to do out there. You could it? just meet anybody, <laughs> have a conversation with anybody. It's the greatest. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. It's going to be well worth the wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, thank you again for spending some time with us. You're so welcome. Thank you for thinking of me. This is a great chat. And thanks for putting out that song and that little uh, piece of you out there to spray a little hope and happiness. Upon and it, optimism. Yeah. That's a, that'll yes. be the theme of our show. I thank that. you for that. Can't wait to listen. We appreciate it. You know, smiling through an entire interview hurts my cheeks. <laughs> it's so good. It's, but it's a good hurt. It's a good hurt. I know. It's so good. So everybody, check out her video. Google it. Jasmine Ash. The song is called Same Sun. And it's really sweet. It's all shot in her neighborhood here in Silver Lake. And it's adorable. It just gives a little good time feeling. It sure is. Yeah. And we all need that right now. We do. Yes. So, Lawrence, this show was edited by and co-produced by Rob Bloomke. Yes, and the artwork and logo designed by Christopher Daniels. And our unused but amazing music was composed by Kyle Buccia. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay connected, stay active, and please stay home. And grab your phone right now. Clean it. Yes. Uh, right now. It's gross. disgusting. I'm telling you. I'm judging you. And and don't forget to wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And if you're going outside, respect everybody and wear a mask, please. And be sure to send us your emails, your voice recordings. If you want to be a part of the crew safety roundtables, hit us up, producershappyhour at gmail.com. Lawrence, how do people reach you directly? They can get me at lawrencetlewis.com or for voiceover work, voiceoflawrence.com. Christian, what about you? I am at sisterchristianproduces.com, soon to have, because I've been working on it all week, a premiere website coming out, and some of the, you know, the three-year-old stuff will be gone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. See ya. See ya. I can look at the sky and make up a story that tells who I am. I don't know where I'm going, but I can look back at the places I've been. It's a really big world, lots of stories to tell. Never know what you're feeling till you take the first step outside of yourself. No matter where I'm waking up, feeling the wind on my face. Taking a moment, remembering I took a run in this race. Don't worry now, there's nothing. Don't worry now